and welcome to your regularly scheduled interruption featuring um, Saga Volume 3 by Brian K. Vaughn and art by Fiona Staples. I am joined with my co-host, Shelby. Yes. Monica. Yep. And B. Present. Woo-woo. I think my favorite part about any Brian K. Vaughn series, especially this one, is it does not take long for him to dive into his writing style. This set of six, which started with issue 13, one of the first things he says is, I had just shit myself. (laughs) And like, I'm reading and it's all from Hazel's point of view. And she's talking about what people are doing. And then she literally goes, and I had just shit myself because she was a baby. And I laughed and wrote down oh bkb <laughs> yeah i mean he has a knack for taking what's usually a serious moment and then just like injecting a very real humor not like not like necessarily like a, like a little joke or a no, little a laugh track humor like real yeah, humor yeah it's just like something that someone under that amount of stress might say also i really think that's why we dig him so hard is because mm. none of us in our friend group is that great with emotions and we all use humor as the deflection yep and that's what, what? he does ruins serious emotional stuff with a little bit of humor Mm -hmm. and i think you know that's why we love him but i think that's life yeah Mm -hmm. you know hopefully if you have a good group of people you can't think you can't take things too seriously no no or we would be crying in our beds oh my god i wouldn't be able to get out of bed if i took my life currently a little bit more seriously (laughs) so i'm unemployed is what i'm telling you uh, i had a question the the press people have really weird speech bubbles. It's because um, I think it's because they're like underwater people. I thought they were telepathic. Were they, yeah, because they're, they're underwater go- people, so they don't talk. Oh. They they're because tele- they're underwater people. Okay, they have gills. I did notice they have gills and web feet. Yeah. Mermen. Sure. <gasps> Mer people. Okay, don't be genderist. So it's because yes, they're underwater. It's because they're telepathic because they come from a planet that I believe to be underwater. That makes sense. It's interesting to me that like nobody's freaking out that they're telepathic and everyone seems to answer them in their own voices. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like they talk in their speech bubbles, but even if they're talking to someone who breathes air and speaks and isn't a telepath. They answer in their regular talk bubbles. Well, it's so funny that this seems to be there's so many different types of aliens um, that get along pretty yeah. well, and but but it's only these two that hate yeah. each other. Like like all the other alien races seem to do really well, except for like these two, mm-hmm. and then everyone has picked a side and is super racist against the other one. Because yes. we got yet another in this six set, we got yet another a Mooney speaking language. language. Yeah. And I mean, uh. you even have Gwendolyn uh, with the will. She's at this super point. racist too. And, and they're but they're even together, or they're, they're they work together they're, with Sophie and Lion Cat, and everything's fine. Yeah, and they're all different races, and they're all like, "This is cool, no big deal." Like, and she's even like, "Oh, the man I love," you know, yeah. like after ten minutes, but whatever. <laughs> I think that was a fake, but we'll get back to it. But yeah, but yeah, that those guys, you can all work together. No one bats an eye. Yeah. But suddenly you have winged people and horned yeah. people, and like because the history, you can't get it isn't done. I was Batman for a second, guys. We all have our moments. <laughs> I do like I do like the inclusion. Speaking of the two journalists, Upshur, Upshur and Doff, I do like that he has included LGBT stuff. I like that not only is there a gay character, but also on their planet, it's super not all right to be gay, which I think, I hope he kind of brings oh, yeah. back. But it's a good world building situation mm-hmm. where, mm-hmm. you know, even though we're out in spit. Everything's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody cut off Jackie. No more, no more wine for Jackie. <laughs> anyway, well, even yeah, I like maybe, the but there's world the, building of that. Yeah, because there's all sorts of different levels of tolerance too. Because you mm-hmm. see in, in Gwendolyn's like little fantasy or, or whatever, uh, when she's eating the thing on the planet and she's hallucinating, um, she hallucinates the person that took her virginity, which appears to be a lady. A lady, you know, and it's not a that big of a unicorn deal. Sexy yeah. unicorn lady. Yeah, I think bondage I mean, is implied there. As honestly, well. who yeah. doesn't want to sleep with a unicorn? lady i think you, you you do that you become magical I, if i remember my unicorn lore i feel like i'm gonna take jackie's wine away from you. <laughs> you can pour it into mine yeah we'll share it 
Uh, but yeah, so we have Gwendolyn who like dated a lady in her past and is dating a dude now. And then we have these these two journalists who are in love. Yeah, and, and even casually Prince Robot when he was like, "Oh yeah, I, I um fa- I had a, this my death fantasy was this orgy," and and he and then he was very quick to be like, "But I don't like dudes but like I that. don't like dudes, you know." Like so that. there's all the, like, all different levels. Calm of, down, yeah. Yeah. Prince. Prince Four continues to be the worst. Um, well, I just appreciate that there's no like. Um, you know, as much as I love Star Trek, and I really, really do, it's not a Star Trek utopia situation. It's yeah. an yes. actual, like, real, mm-hmm. real everyone world, kind of has kind a different of, yeah. opinion about things, and some people are cool with it, and some people are like, no, and, you know, so it's it's very real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this set of six contains inside of it one of my favorite moments in comics ever, with Sophie and Lion Cat. Mm-hmm. That, like, oh six-panel yeah. page is just heartbreaking and also heart mending somehow like he All shatters your time. heart and then manages to put it back together mm-hmm. and lion cat man describe she's the scene. great well <laughs> for our listeners at home for our listeners at home or Sophie your car lion cat or taking uh, a walk are relaxing in a beautiful knitting? paradise and sophie's talking about all the things that are true about herself including she likes this and she likes that and then at one point she says and i'm dirty on the inside because of everything i did with and lion cat beautiful lion cat interrupts her and says lying and then they cuddle because lion cat is the best and sophie is only six and we're gonna cry yeah, we are. Well, it's it yeah. gorgeous. It's it's such a nice moment, especially because it follows on the heels of Gwen and the Will arguing about like, you know, are we going to give her a name? And Sophie says, "Oh, I like any name that pleases you." And mm-hmm. I'm like, "Oh god, uh, oh god." <laughs> I love how much that makes the Will uncomfortable too. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, <clears throat> that guy's great. He's a murdering, you know, assassin dude. But dude's got some morals that I appreciate. Yeah, and I love they also don't sit in a moment like that either. Like you have the, yeah. your nice moments, and then like I don't know how many pages later, she is literally slitting his throat, literally stabbing him. <laughs> in the neck. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it has the sentiment, but it doesn't it doesn't uh, steep in yeah. it too much. Mm-hmm. You don't get lost. He in doesn't it. wallow, yeah. which is really nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just appreciate that the plot's constantly moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that there's always like the next step is always kind of happening, kind mm-hmm. of like in real life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You don't get a chance to necessarily marinate in any of the important lessons mm-hmm. that you've learned in life. Right. You, you just know? have to hope they stick and. Continue. Continue on. Yeah, and even like you know, when something changes in a heartbeat, you're willing to what you're willing to compromise. You know, when Gwendolyn was like, "Oh, uh, the will's gonna die. I'm gonna find my ex boyfriend, ex fiance, and get him to help the will. Who cares about everything else right yeah. now? This is what I need him for." You know, mm-hmm. and, and your, it changes in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like life. what's important. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, and I continue to like the little flashes forward, like from Hazel, where uh, Hazel is. She says that uh, Alana never goes back to Landfall, but landfall but she and clara do like mm-hmm. much later on and i something i had noticed before when oswald is talking about his second wife and he has the painting up yuma. on the wall and it was yuma from mm. our next set of six <clears throat> and i was like oh what? my god yeah having read through yuma and then coming back and rereading i was like hang on that sounds oh my god it's that girl from the thing yeah. i just love rereading it because mm-hmm. you discover so much more and every it's time so rich and, and you see how much and how thought out it is exactly and every, all the seeds that are planted uh, yes. back when and well, i just have such a respect for that like that mm-hmm. are, those are my favorite stories or ones that are really built upon mm-hmm. i think it's mm-hmm. a real testament too to the way in which they put this book together they mm-hmm. do six and then they stop and they mm-hmm. take a break for I think it's like a month and a half or two months. Yeah, and it's I mean it's they, probably to recollaborate on their story, yeah, get everything set, and give make Fiona sure. Staples time right. to do what she does best. Yeah, and I like that they Fiona know, Staples splash pages. Oh, I love her. They know that readers tend to get attached to both writers and artists, and so he does it so that Fiona can catch up and take a break, and also so they don't have to insert 
guest artist, which mm-hmm. is a great thing that happens in comics, but it is a stumbling block for me. I don't particularly like it when the art suddenly changes for like one or two issues. And that's the beauty of an indie comic versus something like Marvel. Marvel says Iron Man comes out every month. If you can't keep the schedule, you get a guest yeah. artist. Mm-hmm. But yes. if it's your comic, you say, cool, we're going to take three months off. Right. And Peace. I think it really helps along well, and I with just the story building. It has better collaboration. I mean, we can obviously name comics from the big two that have amazing collaborations mm-hmm. between artist and, and writer but for the most part you know it's not quite as amazing as it is in, in you know in a lot of the indie books i feel like in the more mainstream comics those aren't uncommon but they're rarer because you, a lot of times you get you get handed an assignment like they like marvel says oh we want you to write for us um and we're gonna assign you to this title and we're gonna assign you this this artist and you guys have to work together so i feel really bad for artists who get or for writers who get saddled with someone who they don't work well with Greg or Land. somebody who's terrible <laughs> or just someone that, that even you if don't even if they're with. great yeah, yeah exactly yeah. you're not going to mesh you as don't well always mesh with well. everyone and sometimes you can really tell that there's such a great level of trust between you know artist mm-hmm. and and uh, writer so you know for example like um, Batwoman Elegy okay or that Okay, sometimes you you can sometimes you can <laughs> well I mean that always right <laughs> always uh, but like there are always stories about writers who who think they have an artist who was understanding them and then there's just a, a lack of i think comprehension like or connection between that, the that, two yeah that, that sometimes i think i'm being understood in what i'm saying but what you hear is not what i thought i mm-hmm. said like uh, i always think about there's a, a panel in birds of prey where dinah rescues oracle oh god and she's like <laughs> she pulls her out of the water and she's supposed to be like giving her like like pulling her from the water to save her life and they look as like they're best ab- friends it feels like she's cradling a breast in one hand and they're about to make out yeah look. And I'm like, if this is <laughs> gonna go, if this is gonna go a makeout place, I'm fine with that. But is that what that scene is supposed to be about? No, <laughs> it wasn't. But it was just that the artist was like, "Well, Oracle's all wet, so we're gonna how the sexy. male gaze we're gonna ruins sexy everything." This oh, I love that. At one point, Gwen calls Robot Four a filthy tube head. <laughs> That was great. It's probably a slur. I love in-world slang. Yeah. It's yeah. one of my favorites. I really liked, I liked when Isabel kind of took, like, got Gwendolyn, got Lion Cat out of there. And yeah. then Robot 4 shows up and she's trying to, like, get Robot 4 to help. And then he has that weird, like, flash on his screen. And Isabel's like, nah, you can go. <laughs> I'm oh, it's super like fine with you leaving. A trying to, like, lick her own nipple. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, oh, uh, No. You go ahead. Get out of here. But I also like that it was showing Gwendolyn or um, Isabel. Isabel's worth. Um, to You know, because sometimes I'm like, what the hell is a yeah. ghost nanny good for anything? Yeah. But right there, there in like the advice she gives to people, um, because, you know, she's way older mm-hmm. than she actually appears. I like, yeah. I like that moment when Clara asked her, how old are you? And yeah. she's kind of like she smirks. Yeah. And I was like. And then when she yeah. scared Lion Cat away um, and then assisted yeah. Robot 4 out the door, you're like, damn, this girl's getting shit done. Like, yeah. she's almost as good as Clara in terms mm-hmm. of that. Well, and she really helped out in the beginning, too, with the, the bone bugs. Um, and she was, like... Explaining she, them and kind of... Yeah. yeah helping yeah. them, like, letting letting uh, Alana know where they were so mm-hmm. that they could fight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and she helped a lot with the, the rocket ship, too. Yep. Um, without her, they'd be pretty I lost. I continue to love Isabel, mm-hmm. and I'm glad I liked her from the beginning. Um, how crazy was it when Marco straight up shoved Alana and the baby yeah. off the top of oh the lighthouse? You know, I, like in my head knew she probably wasn't going to die, but that was intense. Well, I yeah, had a really you, like, yeah. 
Because you, you saw, like, because it, it's him pushing her off, and then the next panel is Gwendolyn just shell-shocked, shell-shocked. and a little bit just, like, <gasps> you just killed Couldn't them? believe it. And, and, the next, and you expect his face to probably be, like, holy shit, too. But he's kind of, like, this passive, impassive, yeah. just, like, No, yep, this is whatever. better for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like seeing the different... I always like seeing different the different wings that everybody has, people yeah. who are from Landfall. We get to see her... Like, her stepmom her has step-mom. butterfly wings. Like, yeah, like, monarch butterfly wings. Yeah. And I, I, always, I always wonder, especially in, in a world where those are, like, in the norm... <laughs> like uh is it is it a status thing like do people get their wings like surgically altered to be sexier i'm sure they do i'm sure that there's like wing makeup and wing hierarchy like like, blonde you know what i mean i'd like like to see what her father's wings look like just to see if they're closer to alana's because you think there's gotta be a genetic component there's gotta be a genetic component yeah and like do her father's not work and maybe her mom's did work yeah and so that's why she assumed hers didn't or something or maybe yeah. anything or was hers, like a, a point. birth defect or you don't maybe you like at, at that point it's so like you don't even you've been try gone like so, you they, yeah. they tell you they don't work and you don't even try right. yeah. yeah no that's fair so much to ask that's the greatness of the world you know yeah. there's there's questions that will never be answered yeah. and that's fine but we're here to ask them mm-hmm. yes all of them <laughs> i think that's enough for us on this yeah. Cut so, Saga, 13 to 18 was this week. Next month, we're doing 19 to... 24. That's the one, 19 to 24. Or volume four, if you're feeling like reading four, volume it four. by that. So, this has been Girls Interrupting and Saga Volume 3. Tune in next month for volume four. And we have snacks. We have wine. Snacks! Mostly it's wine at this point. <laughs> Just call the girls interrupting. We will let you know. (laughs) (laughs) Number one, we don't have a phone number. Number two, we're not the girls interrupting. We're just girls interrupting. I'm taking your wine. Why can't we have the? We're not the. Why can't we have an 800 number? I don't understand. We can have a 900 number. Wait, (laughs) what hotline have you guys been making me answer? at night. (laughs) So this is a story called Saga that we read. Every month. Every it's month. good. Because we love it. And we just can't stop reading it. All the Brian K. Vaughn. Yeah, honestly. Load me up like a donkey. <laughs> Brian K. Vaughn material. <laughs> what is happening? We've gone to a place. Sexy. <laughs> that was like the least sexy voice of all time. Like, Can we just talk about that for a second? taking it away. No, no. Give her more. Because <laughs> what? Like that's like that's a serious fruit. Like she must have been. That's what I'm not fucking around. It's like, did she break her nose? I don't think so. Recording. That's a serious. (laughs) (laughs) Netflix and chill for the Mets tonight. Because it'll be right (laughs) in the middle. My coworkers. I just wrote that fan fiction in my head. Thank you. My coworkers was literally like he was like he was like you know when I Netflix and chill with my dogs. You're not using that wrong. And then I literally made that face, and he went. He was like, "Yeah, that came out wrong." <laughs> like I didn't know what that meant up until like a week and a half ago. Yeah, so poor Shelby. I don't. I was like, she's "Yeah, that sounds great. Let's hit. Netflix and chill, guys. It's like what it. I do every I like day, it. anyway. Yeah. It's my life." And Brian K. Vaughn signed it. Wow, right, on, right on the boob. No, we can't. No, Just on right the on the inside. nip. <laughs> right on the nip. So yeah, Saga thirteen so, through eighteen. Yeah. So this was definitely a podcast all about Saga. of the living feet.